0: Is Valiant, and we are getting it. What's up? <laughs> I'm Bouger.
1: I'm Josh. Yeah, I'm Eric.
0: And that there below is uh, our good friend. We enjoy him. He's been on the show a couple times, third times, three yeah, times, five times. It doesn't matter. He
2: could come on again. It's Matthew Klein, <laughs> Valiant VP. Ooh, thank you so much for having. Uh, I'm always just going to say I'm the five-time, 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 <laughs> five-time Get Valiant guest. If I'm on here a hundred times, that's still how I'm going to introduce myself. <laughs> that's right.
0: Clap your hands for the <laughs> That's right. You know, so I had it in the, in the description that we were going to ask you some important, important Valiant questions, but not all of them are Valiant. The first one, the Blade Runners or the Rock and Roll Express?
2: Oh, come on. Rock and Roll Express all day long. Well,
0: what the Blade Runners could have been, I guess, is the question, right?
2: Well, the Blade oh. Runners could have been, you know, the the Road Warriors. That's what they wanted to be. But yeah. they were greener and goose step, as they say. And come on, Rock and Roll Express. No one's going to fire up that comeback, you know, yeah. like Bobby Eaton. I mean, it's just the... Robert Morton is one of the best yep. of all times can't they're going to take a shellacking and they're going to find a way for a roll up at the end with some kind of a distraction and get one over on the big guys. It's going to be the rock and roll express.
0: I did love when they would come into to WCW back in the day and they would join in with Sting. They seemed like they were always allies. So that was fun. So it's kind of the best of both worlds there. So
3: <laughs> I was more of a midnight express fan myself, but that's all right, then funny. i have then I have
2: one for you. Is it Midnight Express or The Fabulous Ones?
3: Well, I mm-hmm. like The Midnight Express better because I think uh, Stan Lane. Well, wait, no, Stan Lane was in The Fabulous Ones. He was with, on both, yes. Yeah. Uh, Steve Kern. Yeah, and I was trying to say. Well, I think, I think, think Skinner. It's, I think Eaton wasn't in The Fabulous Ones. I think it was
2: yeah. Uh Yes,
3: I think it was Conjury. Yeah. It's been a long time since I had to think oh, about yeah. that. Where I was on the spot like, wait, what?
0: Wait a second. Yeah, the fabulous ones. You know, I, I would go back to some old uh, Fabulous Freebirds
2: since we're talking fabulous. I like some like Ooh, Oh, Dad Street. Which that's, that's which the, which version though? Are you talking about Jimmy Garvin or are you talking Jimmy about Jimmy Garvin Buddy and BS Hayes? Oh, wow. Not not Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts and No. Them.
3: Gordy looks um, like a was... train wreck, even back in the day. like <laughs> He looked like just a mess of a human being.
2: <laughs> if you were drinking that much, doing that many drugs, and staying up all night <laughs> on the road 300 days a year, you might look like that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So The Blade Runner comment
0: went over some of our guests online's chat. That was actually the Sting, Stinger, and the Ultimate Warrior before they became big before, yeah. stars. So, before,
2: yeah. they, before he was the Dingo Warrior. Yes. And then the ultimate warrior. And uh-huh. before he was Sting. Yes.
0: Yep. Love love those fellas. So what
3: podcast are we on? This isn't like the Jimmy Garvin podcast, or I mean not Jimmy <laughs> Garvin, uh, Jimmy Valiant. This isn't the Jimmy Valiant podcast. This I is- mean,
2: we can boogie woogie if you wanna. Let's- oh, you know, be very clear. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, what's funny about that is like I think it was like last year when we were leading up to the last time we had you on. Mm-hmm. There was this – I think I put it in the Get Valiant page. There was this very, very old image of um, Jimmy Valiant back in like probably like 85 WCW. Mm-hmm. And his tag team partner was this guy named Lasertron who looked wow. just like Divinity.
2: Really? <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, I have to find this. I have to find this. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> amazing. This like, is amazing. Yeah.
3: And I don't Only think I don't wrestling. think he talked at all either. Like I think uh, Jimmy Valiant did all the talking when they did their promos. Then the other guy was just completely quiet. His his gimmick was that he was from like he would go back in time though,
1: which is even oh, better. Time
3: really really traveling is. wrestler looks just like divinity. Yeah. So Kushida, essentially yeah. currently, yeah. Is. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They just announced that NXT North American title match tonight too, with him and Johnny Gargano on February fourteenth. I'm very excited.
0: Nice. <laughs> yep. Well, we are here to so, talk a little bit of wrestling because this is get wrestling. And, get uh, wrestling.
3: The companion podcast. Yes. Yeah. That's our, It's that's our, right. our. Our, our Viant companion one where we talk about wrestling. I will be
2: your steady co-host for that one. Let's be very clear.
3: That's it.
0: <laughs> All right. I think we got another one, sideball one, that we're going to do then. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, we appreciate you getting on. Last week we had EXO number four, and I'm going to drop the ball right there. EXO number four
2: was uh, launched, um, mm-hmm. and then we got the sad news that we're waiting till August. I know. I know. We're giving it a little bit of a breather before the next story arc, which I've already read the first two scripts for. We were getting layouts in even as we speak. We are very, very excited to see this story continue. What did you guys think of the last issue, though?
3: I thought it was pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And I I had been kind of hard on it. Like, probably the second and third issue, I was a little bit judgmental of it. But I did think that the fourth issue did kind of bring things around again.
1: Um, Yeah. I, um, my big question, uh, because I don't know, maybe I'm just uh, missing things, but do we know exactly who the art team is going to be moving forward? Same team oh okay yes
2: yeah no we're keeping the same team you still got you still got dennis writing it you've got emilio on art you've got ruth on colors you got Hassan on letters no because these this team first of all this team's in it for the long haul for the next arc and the arc after that for sure and then you've also got just they're gelling man like they are it's it's that thing where they've all really figured out their groove and i mean like, I was talking about this the other day. Like, Hassan's been dropping hints for what's coming in Arc 2 and 3 back in issue 2, if you look at some of the word bubbles uh, for some of the characters. Like, they've got these plans laid out and everything. The coloring, Ruth's been dropping hints about the direction for Arc 2, um, especially in, like, the new suit design. Like, they're layering this all in for the long game, which is really, really cool. So, yeah, same team. Same oh team, not going anywhere. Christian Ward's still going to be doing some of the A covers, it looks like. Oh, that's awesome too. Yup.
0: So, so what was up? You said suit design. So, what was up with the jump protection that was in this new suit design? Hey, <laughs> 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 like, I, 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 I'm going to tell how it is, you know, and you can say pass, but I mean, I hope you won't.
3: <laughs> yeah, Dylan's going to go there one way or another. I'm just saying, like it's it's preemptive. Someone eventually going to try for that shot, you know.
0: It's gonna happen. It's
3: gonna happen. saying
0: you'll we'll, we'll Ric Flair like,
2: underneath,
3: right? They're, they're I'm just
0: saying up.
2: look for look for some of
3: the threats that are coming in arc two. You're gonna understand why they need that protection all the way through. Is it Luke? Is it Luke Kang back in Mortal Kombat who would do the splits and punch you in the junk? Is that who it was? I mean, that? that is about the most '90s piece of the costume design you could possibly ask for.
2: To be very clear. Did anybody ask
3: for it though? That's the thing.
2: Because no matter you want it. some of the roots of the character from the '90s. Come
0: on. I, I liked the blue along the top, like it was a belt, like it was the championship belt, like
2: he was like, look, "Look at me, like the interlocking." <laughs> Emilio might be a pro wrestling fan. I cannot confirm this, but it's Uh, very possible.
0: We we hope so. We hope so. You know, (laughs) like... The
2: the artwork's been absolutely stellar, like, all the way through. The development of the relationship with Shanhara and Arik continues to be a major central point into that next arc, where Whitaker's allegiance and how that alliance is going to be um, with Arik in the next arc takes a big, big turn, and I would say step forward. You might say step backward. And then what's really cool too, is like you see the layering of the villains and of the threats and how they're gonna continue to escalate and how they're being put in. What I really appreciate the the creative team doing here, everybody from, from Dennis to Hassan uh, to Heather Antos on the book is what I appreciated is that they were very certain that the first four issues does not feel like you have to read the next eight to understand a beginning, middle and end. But then they give you that last couple pages there to make you go, holy crap, what is to come next? What's going on? And it's all built out of what you're seeing so far. So they're layering in that storytelling really well. They're building this momentum and building and building and building. And that's going to continue. And the stakes just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger with the next story arc. And then by the end of arc two, I mean, it's – to say it's a WTF moment is an understatement. So we're really, really excited for the direction of this. And you get to see Arik really get put through the paces in ways um, that's been a while, quite frankly. And to see that relationship with him and Shanhara get tested in ways that you've never seen before. So I'm really, really excited to see how this continues to evolve. But it will be this
1: team evolving it, so. I appreciate that
2: continuity. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Number
1: one, I'm super, super happy that we're getting the same creative team. That is extremely exciting. Yeah.
2: Um, We're not changing arcs like they did, you know, a few years ago on the the 2017. It's we we were listening. Quite frankly, we were listening to retailers and we've been listening to the fans, which is like, no, we want to see artists on there for as long as possible. So it's like, all right, to make this work with Emilio's schedule, a little bit of a break test the waters on what a break would do for sales. We're giving it a little bit of a break, but we wanted to make sure that the creative team stayed on for this next arc. So you're getting Emilio, you're getting Christian on the covers, you're getting Ruth, you're getting Hassan. They're all back.
1: I think the breakout star of this, our team, uh, the creative team is Ruth. Like for me, like she's amazing. Holy crap. Amazing. But um, the other, okay. So you talked a lot about things we've seen, things we haven't seen one big question that I have to get out there while we're talking about this. Please. Is, um, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, uh- <laughs> 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 It's only out of love. No, no, I do. Uh, I,
2: I want yeah. one thing though. You guys, like, I love all the graphics that you guys have been putting into place. Like the, the, that opening intro for the video, like no joke. You guys have done an amazing job continuing to grow and evolve this podcast. Like it's, it just levels sure. up even more every time I come on. So I want to say just kudos to you three. Um, I, it sounds like a very big kudos to you, Hooser. I, so. I try, I try. It's, you it, know, no, it's, I, I it's say it's, poli- it's polishing a turd. That's all we're trying to you do. Know, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> we're we're <laughs> just
0: trying to polish it.
2: Make it Nonsense. look good. You're That's just funny. bringing more of the gold out of the gold. That's all. There's more shine out of it. That's all. Yeah. I mean, um, Eric and I okay. were
3: basically like two cans with a string attached to them, you know, until the Hoosier
2: showed up, you know. <laughs> but true. Eric, I, I interrupted your train of thought. Hit me with your question. What's the thing that required the spoiler alert?
1: Okay, no. Um, what I really want to know about is because um, you were talking about, you know, we're seeing Art go through things that he hasn't gone through before. That's awesome. But what we a lot of us fans are looking for is the callbacks to what has come before and knowing that this um, new story is set in the same continuity as the previous stories because a lot of us, what we love about Valiant and I I would include myself in this, is that feeling of an interconnected universe that has um, ties to its history and doesn't forget about what has come before. So that's my big question, not only with XO but with other books as well. Just in general, yeah, sure, no. Yeah, is that is that something we can expect to see more of as we move forward? You
2: really can, you know, and it's it's one of those things where if you look at you know blood shots, you're seeing in this this arc, especially with one last shot, you're seeing a return from a, you know some of the the salvation in particular. You see this big villain come back, so you're seeing those ties get ready for the tease in Bloodshot 12 and what comes next as well. There's a huge uh, tie to continuity in there also. EXO, you're gonna see more and more Easter eggs and references tied in in ARC 2 and ARC 3 and how it's gonna circle back to some of the earlier continuity as well. It's one of those things where you've gotta get that balance, right? You know, we, whenever a new creative team comes on with a character, we wanna give them carte blanche, right? We wanna give them the task of saying, everything that happened before happened but what happens next does not have to be 100% reliable on what happened the moment before, right? So you wanna give them room to tell their story. So that's what we've done a bit with XO. That's what we did a bit with Bloodshot is we wanted to make sure the creative team could get the direction off the ground, promote a little bit of accessibility in there as well to help new readers jump back on or readers who've been gone for a few years, find their footing. And as the story's progressing, you're seeing more and more of those nods and other characters and, and whatnot coming back into the stories. You're gonna see that with the Harbinger, Hardcore. Um, when this comes back- uh, Hardcore to is ladies. gonna be in Harbinger? I mean, maybe.
0: Or are you just saying it's hardcore?
2: <laughs> I, maybe, <laughs> maybe I both, but okay. you gotta read it <laughs> to find out. But no, you're gonna see like in Harbinger, you're gonna see the continuity play into it, you know, from the beginning in a sense, it's, it's acknowledging it but it's still going to be accessible enough that someone who's never read a Harbinger book can still jump on. And that's the balancing act, you know, that's the balancing act with the universe is the deeper you go into a universe, you still have to find ways to invite new fans or lap fans while at the same time honoring the fact of what has come before and keeping the continuity um, in line. So you're going to see that with Ninja act. You're going to see that in the Harbinger you're gonna to continue to see more and more of that as Exo goes into arc two and three. You're seeing that big time of what's happening right now with Bloodshot and One Last Shot. So it's there you know, for Visitor as well. Like uh, Savage included is still keeping in a in, uh, very, very much firmly in view of what has come before with that book uh, literally in the first couple pages. So it's, it's still there. Um, how these characters are gonna come back together into those larger types of more continuity and event style stories, stay tuned. It's something we're discussing daily. We've had some plans, COVID changed some plans. Now, as we are looking at not just 2021, but I'm looking at publishing plans through the end of 2022 um, and how we're charting that course, what it can be, what it's gonna look like exactly, you will be rewarded for the long-time
1: readership as well. All right. Well, I don't want to bogart all the questions here, but you're talking about, um, you know, the obvious impact COVID has had on the world, which of course can't, there's no way that it couldn't have impacted value. So, I mean, it's completely understandable. The whole
2: industry. It's still impacting.
1: That's, oh, I mean, yeah. look at,
2: look at almost every other publisher. They're still, they're still running off of, you know, changed plans, events that have been dropped series that you don't know where they are. Um, trimming down their their offerings, how they're releasing their trade paperbacks. I can't tell you how many publishers who, depending on where you're printing, can't get their trade paperbacks in there within a month of solicit. It's a challenge for everybody right now. Still, almost a year later, it's still having this impact. And it's going to keep having impact on every publisher for the next probably six, seven months, easy. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. We're, we're still finding our way. It's still a week-to-week um, aspect of reevaluating the marketplace, reevaluating spending, reevaluating retail figures. But good news is the books are doing well. XO number four was our highest selling number four in I think about three years. Bloodshot ten is our highest selling number ten in years. So like, what's nice is the demand is there. People are excited about the characters. They're excited for these stories. They want to see more. As long as they want to see more, we're in good shape. That's the key.
1: When my this is the burning of most burning questions for me sure. and I understand that the question may not or the answer may not be concrete but I have to at least ask when are we going to see um more than two books I I would rather have two books than no books so don't get me wrong I me love too. And comics <laughs> but is there is there a time frame that we can expect to start seeing um, you know, a new, uh, you know, another title added to the monthly rotation?
2: So, your question is very timely. Um, so, the exact timeframe of when you're going to see three books a month on a regular basis is a bit more fluid. You could start seeing three books a month as early as the summer. I'm actually in conversations with that tomorrow. So, visitor, visitor. We'll get there. One second, after. you haven't asked me the question yet. So it's it's one of those. Things. Yeah, let, now, let my question
1: get answered, Hoosier. Will there?
2: Will it be? Will it be three books a month every every single month, or will we be able to do three books a month here and there, and then ramp back up? So that's the question. My my question is not a question of how fast can we get to three books a month. I'm How fast can we get back to six books a month? So that's where my headspace is right now. And again, I'm looking at pub plans through 2022 to see exactly how and what that timetable looks like. And as the world changes, that is a major factor in when that's going to happen. So, but again, you could start seeing a couple months with three books a month as early as the summer. I'm going to have conversations about that tomorrow even. So we'll see.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad that it's on the table. I'm glad that your answer wasn't, you know.
2: Who knows? F no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it no, is. I It is. I would never do that to you guys. You know that. That's, Look, that's a great question. Here, Next one, I'm please. not here to hide. I'm here to be as open a book as I can be without getting fired. That <laughs> is, and honestly, maybe I'll get fired regardless. <laughs> 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 because <laughs> i being too we open. Not. We'll go.
0: You know, and we saw a number of publishers actually kind of du- almost to a degree double down when COVID hit. Um, and now we're seeing, like, you know, you guys went to two and you chose two. Yeah. How do you feel like that's helped or, I mean, you know, and hurt you guys at the same time?
2: It's all pros and cons, right? You know, from from a budget standpoint, from a PL and l standpoint, it's helped us tremendously kind of weather the COVID storm as it were. Um, from... Which is great because that only helps us not just in 2020, not just in 2021, but again, in 2022 and beyond because we're being responsible, you know, with the business and making sure because our, as I said on here before, we're not looking at six months. We're looking at six years. So, and that's, that's where our mindset continues to be. Um, So I think that's good. What it does do, it does a couple things. One, it gives people a chance to miss us which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's an uncomfortable thing at times. Two, it allows retailers to even focus more on the titles we are putting out there. They paid a lot more attention to Savage, um, for example, for its upcoming release on February 17th than they did a year ago. So, and our sales numbers beat our projections from a year ago, and they beat our projections from three months ago. So it's, you know, it's, it's interesting too, where it's kind of giving us an opportunity for these new number ones like Savage, like Shadow Man to build even more steam, to build even more anticipation and potentially give them an even better chance of success. So that's really the biggest pros that we've seen out of it. The cons are you're fighting for space in the shop. You're fighting for space even more than you were before because you don't necessarily have a book a week um, in order to keep that in people's mind. So that's the challenge. So that's where the marketing comes in. That's where digital presence comes in. That's where, trying to, you know, communicate with fans directly by like me coming on here, interacting with us on our Twitter, what have you. To try and make sure that you hear what we're doing, why we're doing it, and also that, you know, our presence is still being fet- felt, excuse me, as effectively as it can be. So that's really where we're looking at it now. So again, pros are we're getting these number ones to have a really 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 strong number one. Retailers are super hungry for them now. I would argue maybe even hungrier than they were a year ago. So that's a really, really big pro. And we've been very responsible with our PL, with our cash flow, with our budgets, which you need to be when you're weathering a storm like this.
0: And this is very on the, you know, on the button is one of our viewers, Sean, basically there's three editors now. We learned about a new editor, you know, and only two books. So and and I, I think that's a that's a a reasonable question to ask how three editors only, you know, basically one of them's getting a book a month, right? Uh,
2: well, I can't go into the, the actual p that we do that's, yeah. that's confidential. Um, but what I will say is that we actually had one of our best p ever last year in terms mm-hmm. of actual the budget. So, and, and that's with having those three editors on there. It's with the fact that David is actually developing a brand new series that you guys are going to hear about pretty soon. Uh, that should be coming out this summer, it looks like. So here's the thing though, you look at even our roster, Heather Antos didn't have a book out for her first year that she was with Valiant. So, and now she's gonna have about five of them out, I think this year. So it all comes and goes. The editors who have a book out right now, doesn't mean that the other editors aren't developing things for the next years, two years down the road. That's how we try and stay so far ahead. So thank you for your question, Sean. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I love Sean. I'm, I'm not BSing. I really appreciate Sean. And I appreciate that he doesn't hold back. And I appreciate that he's, he's trying to get answers. So. Well, it's, so fan-
0: saying it's, it's passion, right? It's passion in the books. It's care for the characters and it's if, care for Valiant.
2: If you weren't asking questions, if Sean didn't care enough to actually ask the questions, then I know something's really wrong. Right. But if he still has this passion for the characters and he's still paying this close attention, that's great that means we're still resonating in some way shape or form. You know, it's it's kind of the old pro wrestling logo. Silence is the worst response you can get. If you boo me, if you if you cheer me, that's okay. As long as you're making
3: noise, it means you care. Hey Sean, absolutely you're welcome buddy. So, so I had a question. Um, so I've noticed like you know even though you've got two books, it seems like there's been a little bit of an uptick in the amount of store-exclusive variants have been happening and artist-exclusive variants. Yeah. Um, and I'm just curious, like, have people been trying to reach out to Valiant more so because of the fact that there's only been two books so that they can get their own variant out there to help push them? Or is this something that sales has been pushing with retailers?
2: Well, I, I know Danny Ward is, is, is watching tonight. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Danny, to John Petrie. They have been absolute machines. But I'm telling you what, it's a great combination of both. You know the number one thing that people are responding to to get these store exclusives—the books themselves. We send them the working copy. They read the book and then they make the decision. So they're just really, really excited for the story. You know, they were reading E X O one, two, three, four. We had store exclusives on number four. That hasn't happened in years. Um, they were and quite so excited, Mike. Yeah, I mean, they were so excited for the new suit. They were so excited for the direction of the character, and they liked the issue. They're not going to spend money unless they believe in the book. That's the bottom line. They can be your best friend. We can take them out to dinner. They can say as many wonderful things, you know, to the sales team and to me about how much they love it. They prove it when they actually put money in your product. Store Mm -hmm. exclusives are a way that they do that. The confidence they've been showing is absolutely a testament to the editorial that's been going into these books that's a testament to Danny and John and how they've been communicating. And we hear over and over and over again that Valiant with these stores, they love working with us. We make it fun. We awesome. get them the artists they're looking for. They get excited to work with us. They get excited to share what they've got. I was literally on the phone with someone today who wants another exclusive for Shadow Man number one. Nice. And he did one for Bloodshot number nine. You know, and it was just like, why that, why that issue? And he's like, I really like the issue. And I really like what you guys are doing and I want to support. And it's like, cool. It's like, you believe you could sell a thousand copies? He goes, yes, I can sell enough to make money. I go, great. You know, wow. cause that's the thing we, cause we look at his store exclusives. It's like any retailer relationship. It's a relationship, you know, you want to do one, but you want to do it in a way that's as financially responsible for the retailer so that they come back and they want to do it again right? That's always the strategy. It's not just sell one, it's how do I build a relationship so that they want to do a Savage and a Shadow Man and a Harbinger and a, can't say the name of that <laughs> book yet, um, and a an ninja So it's, you know, and, and Danny and John have been absolutely phenomenal. They've been on a tear um, with these retailers, but it's a great mix. A lot of them are coming to us asking for it some are ones that we regularly communicate with and they haven't done one before and they really want to cuz our terms are really great, our customer service is amazing, the sales team is fantastic in how they deal with it. And yes, they all get they are all great retailer shops. They do it they do love the Valiant fans. And they know you guys are out there and you're going to support as well and that's why they want to get these artists on there. It, so, it's, a, it's amazing.
0: Do you have an estimate on how much like the ratios are with some of those?
2: How do you mean a ratio? I'm sorry.
0: You know, like, is it, is it like five to one, you know, of those or one, you know, within the store variants?
2: Um, I don't have one off the top of my head. I'd have to go back and really look at the numbers. So next time, maybe I could go a little bit more into that. But yeah, I can't give you anything concrete right now without looking at the spreadsheets. Perfect.
0: Um, and then the, I guess the next one would be one that we've kind of hinted for a little bit here and one that we've kind of been asking for and wanting To get to that resolution, it's going to be in here. And uh, any word on The Visitor?
2: Hi, Scott. (laughs) So I was very excited to be coming on tonight of all nights because somewhat breaking news. Uh, The Visitor will be returning this summer you nice. are going to finish off the story. We are going to get the trade paper back out there. You are going to see what happens next. When exactly? Uh, it's a little early to announce it uh, because of the summer, just the, the cycles of announces go. So I'm going to just say keep an eye out. But, you know, uh, if you love your J months, uh, I think <laughs> you're going to say it then. Oh, yeah. great question. So yeah. – uh, why Dr. Tomorrow before The Visitor? Dr. Tomorrow, uh, we had more of the book finished earlier. So we wanted to finish out Dr. Tomorrow first during the height of COVID at the most uncertainty, as it were. Uh, visitor, we've been looking, but as Eric pointed out, because we've been on a two book a month schedule, we wanted to make sure that Bloodshot and Rye were in there first. We wanted to get EXO back on the board because only one issue had come out. So now we've got the room, everything is in place. We're on our way for The Visitor this summer.
0: All right. That is that is exciting. Still same team. MJ
2: Kim. Uh, uh, yeah, MJ her. Kim's on there. Uh, she's actually now, uh, I think she's still finishing up number six at this point, but I think there's only a couple pages left. Number five is completely done, drawn. Pretty sure it's all colored and lettered at this point. <laughs> it's. Cool. We are confirming its press date probably tomorrow, even on that point of oh. when it goes to the printer. So... Good. So the visitor will be back. The visitor will be back closing out uh, the beginning of the summer for you guys. Great.
1: Awesome. That's amazing to hear.
2: Um I, think I literally really set it in stone today. So <laughs> this is the perfect timing. We've been looking and looking and looking and looking
1: where on the board we found it. So visitor will be back. That's awesome. I think there there's been some a lot of questions about that, and uh, of course, we all we all want to know. You know, we, we want to see the conclusion of that story. There's a lot of threads that were um, introduced, and it's going to be great to get that resolution. So, thank you so much for for giving us. Um,
2: You've heard it first. Literally, no one outside the Valiant office has heard it. So, this yes. is the first time anybody anywhere is getting that confirmation from me
1: with an actual time frame. Awesome. Yep. Well, we're we're happy to to know as fans, and we're happy to have the opportunity to let other fans know that that's going to be happening. So, mm-hmm. thank you for for giving us that opportunity to put that out there. I'm oh. um,
2: thrilled too. As we get closer, I'll come back on. We'll talk even more about it. So, absolutely,
1: Good.
2: yeah.
1: Um, can. This have is a have I been
2: giving? Have I been answering okay tonight? Have I been dodging any questions? Are you guys okay? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> there was that part.
0: one book you didn't say the name. I mean, come oh, on.
1: come no, on. No, you brought up. You you brought up. Um. I brought the, it up. You didn't ask me about it. So. <laughs> you brought up the new editor working on a new project, and I'm gonna guess that was the book that you couldn't say. Is there anything that you can tell us about that? Because there was a little bit of an article. Uh, but we didn't get a lot of information. Is there any information? It is. Uh, it's gonna be out there. That's all I can say.
2: So, Sci <laughs> Volume Two. It's gonna be out there. Oh, yeah. So uh, all I can say.
0: So I'm really hoping Bad Eggs is gonna be great.
3: No, it's gonna be out there. <laughs> bad eggs, baby. It's gonna be. It's gonna be bad eggs. Is what it can be. Um, I. I <laughs> so one question that someone asked me about this, not that I would have known anything about it, but the new book that um, David Wall was uh, mm-hmm. commenting on on CBR. Mm-hmm. Does that have anything to do with the teaser that we saw in the last Free Comic Book Day book?
2: That, no, no, no. I look like a face. Different. That will, that will, I, I will, I will give that one to you here definitively. No, it is not about that teaser. That teaser is about something else that due to COVID we've had to move it around. And again, that's part of why I'm looking at all the way through 2022 at this point
1: oh, for that. Okay.
2: But I promise, uh, I will say absolutely that it has nothing to do with it, but I promise the universe is not absolute.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, perfect. Perfect. Um, Yes. Uh, I'm trying to <laughs> make sure we get to everybody's questions. I'm just sorry. I'm just. Yeah. I'm
3: here.
2: Let me ask you here. Look real quick. I wearing no again. vest.
3: I wearing no vest. Take your shot. Come okay. on. So last time we had you on. Uh, Sir. I've mentioned that I like the older Valiant stuff a lot, too. And you, you had made a comment about the Shadow Man omnibus that was going to come out last year. Yes, which it was. It was going to, didn't happen. Do we have any idea if that's going to come out later this year?
2: Let me take a look again. I believe we're looking at, I need to take a look at the most recent hardcover and TPB schedule. I think it's Q4 that we're aiming for right now. I need to go back and take a look though. Exactly. It's been, it's been about a month since I've looked at that schedule.
3: Do you but, get a lot of demand for the older material? Because I know like we get depends. older omnibus once a year. It, but it
2: depends, you know, it's, it's sort of there's there's the demand that you see and then there's the demand that's shown with the dollars right yeah so it's it's one of those things like quantum and woody omnibus massive seller amazing some of the others nowhere near as strong and for other characters that you would have thought would have done just as well so it's it's a very interesting thing so we we hear demand you know, from certain certain areas on on social media and from fan groups, you know, and people come and they're asking for this material, and then sometimes you do it, and it's it's not quite as in demand as you expected to be, but that's that's life. So we do we certainly hear we hear it. It feels like it goes in phases. It almost feels like certain times of the year I hear it more. Um, it's very weird. Like usually between January and March, I hear more fervently. For for reprints of some of that older materials. And then, you know, as we get into the summer, we hear less about it. I have no idea why that is. So you guys would know better than me. Um yeah. well, but, I'm
3: curious about one more thing too, is that how yeah. much of a demand is there for some of the older, not older, but um like the more recent uh, deluxe editions? Because I know a lot of those things they'll sell out so fast, and then when new yeah. fans come in. They're not. They're not there for them. Like the Rye Deluxe, which it seems oh like it sold out so fast. And if you look at prices, the prices are out of everybody's pocket. You know, like the ones yeah, are I know.
2: Be- it just it, that the the deluxe edition just blows out the doors every time we put it out there. No matter how high a number we put those, it still goes out of print. You know, the important thing that we do too is we make sure the material is still in print. Right, like you can still get, you know, Rye books one through five. And 4001 AD, they're still in print. You can still find them as a as a um, trade paperback. You can find them elsewhere. So, as our feeling is, as long as the material is still in print for people to get, um, we you know we hope that that's still a great opportunity for them to do so. Uh, that specific format, though, it's interesting because there's a difference between the hardcover collector and the omnibus collector versus your trade paperback reader versus your single issue reader. They really can be separate customers in there. And that's really, that's really what it comes down to is that feeling, um, especially for the older material, which customer is that? Because those actually tend to be more the hardcover um, folks is what we find. That's really where the overlap is. Um, and there is some argument whether or not Omnibus is the best format, quite frankly, for it. Or should we be doing a series of hardcovers? Should we be doing a series of trade paperbacks? We tried it with the Quantum and Woody series. We had... Kind of mixed results on that so it's it's an interesting thing. we test the water here and there we are listening we are taking that into account um i think also which characters get reprinted on a some point you'll also see reflected based on what we have coming up in publishing like this is a very big shadow man year the night dive remaster game getting ready to announce when that's coming back um you've got the new shadow man series um other things that we're not ready to announce yet. Um, <laughs> so you're going to see a lot more Shadowman uh, material, quite frankly, this year than you probably would other years. You know, because okay. we want to make sure that we can take advantage of that mass market appeal as well and that multi-platforms uh, that we're looking at now. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I know
0: I like the hardcovers for my shelf. They look great. and I they love that yeah, connection,
2: love it. Oh my so. God, our our team—Ivan Cohen, Steve Blackwell, Peter Stern—is is one of the guys that heads it up. You know, our production team that gets all the interiors ready—like they are—they are first rate in the industry. I will put our hardcovers up against any from any publisher, and say that we've got a superior product and superior design. Like it, they are stunning, absolutely stunning. And it's why they keep selling out. I would argue. So yeah, I
1: dig them. So a um, little bit of a topic change. Um, we know when okay. so is coming back. Um, we don't know, and maybe it's too early to even be asking this question, but as as this arc of Bloodshot finishes up, there's a it's a little bit up in the air what's coming next. Do you, is there any information that you can give us about what might be coming next for Bloodshot? Look at the
2: last page of Bloodshot 12. That is the best hint I can give you. Look right. at the last page of Bloodshot twelve. We give a very blatant <laughs> tease as to what's going to be coming next. And I can't wait to come back on here and spitball with you and hear your theories on what it's going to be. Oh.
1: All right. All
0: Interesting. Right. Well, yeah.
1: I'll take that. I definitely so
2: March 10th, really really. You will you will get the first tease as to what comes next.
0: There we go. Well, and one of the books that had been advertised and pushed out was going to be um, Ray Fox, Jeremy Hahn, ah, Heather Antos, The Final Witness. Um, I can't say how pumped up I am for that creative team to put something together.
2: I, I, I want to hear
0: more. I can. When give it to me now.
2: I can't Take give you money. a definite. I I can't give you a definite timeline on The Final Witness right now. Just I'm going to beg your patience a little bit longer for when we can make those announcements, but. That series is one of the, Danny will tell you, um, I, I am one of the biggest marks for that series. I cannot wait. It is exactly the kind of non-valiant book I read, but done in the valiant way that we all love. I cannot wait for that series to see the light of day. You are all gonna lose your freaking minds. And if we get the chance to play the long game with this character the way we want to, there's a very big clue in issue one that you already have seen of where that book could go. So there is how that thing's going to ratchet up and ratchet up and ratchet up over the first three stories we've got planned for that character is insane. I really look forward. I really hope we get the chance to tell all those stories. I'm pushing for it. The book is so damn good. It's going to see the light of day. As we've talked about here in the past, though, you've got to strategize. I want to give that book the absolute best chance for success it possibly can because it deserves nothing less. This is, this is not a book you put out there to rush. You don't drop this into a sales month with weaker figures traditionally. You find your best chance to give this book the most amount of success possible. So that's what we're doing with it because it's, it's too good. It's too good to sacrifice into a bad month. It's just too good. So I'm very excited for you guys to see it. I cannot say exactly when you're going to see it, but you can bet your bottom dollar it is a priority for us.
1: Good, good to know. I'm I'm super stoked for that book. It, it's oh, exactly right. what you just said. I I, so I read a lot of those kinds of books outside of Valiant, and uh, knowing that Valiant is dipping their toes in that water is uh, really exciting to me. So, and yeah, we're definitely. super excited yeah. because we,
2: you know, we really look, and I think I've talked a bit about it on here before. But Final Witness, even Savage to a degree, even what's happening, you know, with the hardcore horror from Shadowman coming up we really have an opportunity to play with genre in a way that hasn't been done in the Valiant universe for many, 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 many years, if ever. And The Final Witness, it's a new flavor. You know, We're trying to be, we're trying to be a little bit more Baskin Robbins. Maybe not 31 flavors, but a new flavor every year is not a bad thing to try out and see how people react to it. And Final Witness is a great new flavor that we're offering for your comics taste buds if we can follow that analogy. I shouldn't have, but I did it. I could
0: We're going to make it work. And I, and I don't remember when it was, um, but you had posted a video a while back hinting towards some Archer and Armstrong. And I know a lot of us have loved some A&A. Um, would you so, remind us what that hint was, what you had said about it a little bit, and if you could tell us any more? Oh, my gosh. What was the hint? You gotta they, remind me. Well, that you've seen stuff, it's, it, it's, it's in the
2: works and you're oh, excited. Oh, okay, and sorry. I was like, no. what did I put out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, look, time is a flat circle and it has no meaning, so I'm just like, I mean, we're, we're <laughs> 10 months into pandemia. Um, so, so the world is the world. Um, yes, I'm still seeing things. Yes, they still exist. Yes, he's still millennia old and still drinks a lot. Um, Yes, he is still not able to grow good facial hair and could kill somebody with his fingernails from 300 yards away if he wanted to. So that much I can say is is very intact. What the long-term plans are, I don't think you're going to see them probably this year. I think probably 2022 Okay. Again, we've got to roll with COVID and, and get everything out there, but, uh, but keep an eye out for, for when that's going to be. Again, I'm looking at, as I said before, I'm looking at towards the all the way through December 2022 right now and where we fit on the board with them.
1: So we'll see. Fair enough. Fair
2: enough.
0: Um, and so I have this thought too. We talked about the sales. I love possibly- your Tell me. Um, probably about Shadow Man. I mean, this is just one instance, the omnibus, or something else. I know a, another publisher recently did a very successful crowdfunding for um, let's say they had a, a movie star with it, you know. Let's say his name's Keanu Reeves, former Valiant Writers with it, Matt Kent, and it just went boom, right? On Kickstarter. I'm going, Has there I'm- been an idea? Are we willing, you know? having some, you know, Kickstarter support for some of these to uh, maybe produce these books to kind of help that uh,
2: P&L would you, and get started before it starts. How would you, how would you feel about seeing uh, something from us on Kickstarter?
0: I mean, I would buy uh, it anyway, and just giving it out there makes sense
3: to a degree. I mean, and, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, it's a little hard when you see like, I think like a, a company like Image, like when you see Image, I think just recently announced that they're going to do one on there. And I think, man, like, do you really curious. need the help? Or things like Here's that. But like small publishing. Well, makes actually,
2: sense. Be, be be mindful of image in particular, because there are a ton of creators with books at Image who use crowdfunding to support it because it's a it's a vanity publisher. They have to pay to get their books done through image. They're paying for the distribution, they're paying for printing. So so you bought image books for years now, for about three years, you've been seeing image books on Kickstarter. Um, whether it's variant covers of it or different editions of it. But you're seeing a ton of them. Ryan Brown is a master of Kickstarter, our mm-hmm. quantity artist. He recently was funding, you know, an edition like that on uh, Image uh, for his Curse Words book with Charles Sewell. Um, you've been seeing it there. Dynamite's been doing it for years. Boom recently, as you've alluded to with uh, with Berserker. And there's no sign of it slowing down. Only more publishers are getting into this right now, it's going to be a trend. You right. know, Boom already is just finished their second one and they haven't even delivered a minuscule amount of their first, which right. is generally a no-no for Kickstarter. But when you've got Power Rangers, you can do that. So, but Aspen, Top Cow, they've been doing them for a couple of years now with, with oversized editions and reprints and what have you. So it's certainly not off the table when and how, which character we go with first um, will be a great conversation going forward. Could you see it in 2021? You could. So I would say stay tuned. I think that there's an appetite for it. I think there's a great audience out there. I think that it's a wonderful time and it's another great way to connect with fans and reward fans directly. I see no shame in it. We are not trying to pull what some publisher did five years ago and fund a complete reboot of our universe. That's not what we would do. So um, what we do is we would pick a special project. We would pick a special project that we believe there's a great audience in a certain platform that it would be a great thing to roll out with first, not saying only, but first. Right. That's how we would strategize it. So huh. I think your point is very prescient as always. You guys have your thumbs on the pulse of this industry. <laughs> Yeah. And quite frankly, of what we are thinking, huh, okay. so keep an eye out. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. I don't even think it's out of the realm of possibilities for this year, um, but I can't confirm definitely yet.
0: Yeah, because I think of what like Space Bastards, right? Derek Robertson. Yeah, uh, he funded Volume One, Volume Two, yep, of hardcovers, right? So he's he's yep. crowdfunding the hardcover before the book's even out, yes. and then they're going to do the single issues through Humanoids. Yep, and you know, and then there's already the hardcovers for those people that supported it. So mm-hmm. it's really supporting and funding the book, like up front. I think they,
3: the, I think they just came out.
0: Yeah, yeah I think well, number one and number two, yeah, or number, number one, one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And number two is currently being funded and it's already successful for volume two. Yeah, so they, yeah. They're
2: it there. it's a very real possibility. It's a really, it's a very real and it's growing in terms of where it's gonna be in the marketplace. and. That's the that seems to be the key with Kickstarter is you do a Kickstarter edition of the material, right, right? For those people supporting it, but then you can still go into the direct market, you can still go into the direct market into the book market with that material as well, just in a different format that's maybe more traditional for that marketplace. So, yeah. Kickstarter is a wonderful way even for what you're talking about Josh, for older material for reprints, for larger size editions, It's a wonderful avenue there. It's a great avenue for middle grade and YA material. It's a great avenue for OGNs. It's a great avenue for young hungry creators trying to make a name. It's a great avenue for publishers to reach out to fans directly and to give the, and to find the demand for certain formats that you may not be confident about in other uh, sections of the marketplace as well. It's a great testing ground there. Oh, no, did we lose Josh? Uh, his Uh-oh. phone was
0: dying. He'll be right back. Okay, so. all
2: right. I was worried he hated my answer. Uh, <laughs> 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 screw no, this um, slide. I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> but, no, that's yeah, awesome think, um, that that those things are on the table. Yeah. That's exciting that um, you know, those kinds of ideas are.
2: Yeah. They're on the table, and everyone in the company is really receptive to it being on the table. So
1: let's let's see what the future brings. So, speaking of what the future may bring, um, mm-hmm. a lot of us want, there's so many characters in the Valiant universe. So many. Um, they're just was- so many. Um, Sean <laughs> was- just brought up uh, Mary Maria and the Sisters of Perpetual Darkness. I love them. I wanna know about Dr. Tomorrow. Um, I mean, there's more characters than you could shake a stick at. Uh, War Mother was brought up in the conversation um, as one of the um, you know future uh, 4002 characters. AD, um, universe, characters, Um, are there any other of these, is there any way that we're gonna get to see any more of these characters on the shelves? I know there's been a lot of talk, I've pushed and pushed and pushed my idea of a Unity book with rotating creative team, (laughs) rotating uh, character team, Um, that's something I think would be amazing. Um, I know that a lot of people wanna see a Unity 4002, Um, is there, is there any way that we're going to get to see? I want to see
2: a Unity 400 AD. That would be I'd be <laughs> fascinating to see what that looks like with like the Shadow Man of 400 AD. Maybe bring a little Britannia in there. You got the Immortal Brothers are still around. Even Ivar could be a part of that team. And technically, Ark's in that frame of mind too as a young warrior. So yep. I mean, there's there's so much potential for going into different time zones, not just the future but the past. Um, so so your question is, how are we going to get them on the board?
1: Yeah. Then, I mean, when, okay. Is there a time frame that we can expect to see any more of these characters, which I know is kind of a huge question.
2: Yeah, it's it's a massive question right now, right, With with COVID times and how we've got to look at, you know, two or three books a month right now. I'd say you're going to see some of these characters popping up in some of the series later in the year. Um, And then you're probably gonna see more appearances from some of them in 2022. Some of them may have their own books. Some of them may be guest starring in other books. But as we talked about earlier, we are a shared universe and we, you go in ebbs and flows when you're a universe for how tightly you bring it all together versus how much you give everybody their own direction to drift apart before bringing them back together. So it's actively being discussed right now. Um, Again, my meeting tomorrow um, in terms of what the fates of some of these characters are and so much as when we can see them on the board. So, so it's being discussed, it's heard, I promise. Um, But I would say the earliest you're really going to see some of the characters that you named specifically would be probably towards Q3, Q4 of this year. um, And then into Q1, Q2 of 2022 as well.
1: Okay. Well, hopefully that includes Dr. Tomorrow because... I, uh, I mean, he numbers. does travel through time
3: like a certain <laughs> immortal brother does. So it's,
1: it's, true. <laughs> I'm just, it's true. I'm
3: just hoping for more, I'm just hoping for more faith. You faith. gotta have faith. Yeah, gotta have Listen,
2: faith. you gotta have faith. And I'm just telling you right now, I, I think that you're gonna find a way to really kickstart your faith passion this year. I'm really excited. So we'll see what happens with that character.
1: <laughs> cool. That... Uh, I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I,
0: make sure I open up the chat. Make sure everybody in the chat, if you got some questions for Matthew that haven't already been asked and you're just now jumping on, please put that in the chat. Uh, we'll try to get that in there. Uh, one of them that has been mentioned a couple times, I know Eric's had his uh, Unity book that he wanted with uh, to have Capshaw, have a group of team come through in and out. But then we got Sean Hayes asking that anthology book. And I've heard that quite a bit. uh, A good way to maybe get uh, four, five, eight pages or one shots of getting some of these characters continued on the board uh,
2: to kind of work around it. Anthology books are extraordinarily useful um, for, for these purposes. A quarterly anthology book is extremely useful for getting these characters on the board. It's extremely useful for bringing in new talent that maybe you haven't worked with before. Um, Sometimes it's extremely useful to get very busy talent who maybe don't have time to do a full series, but could do an eight pager for you. So it's something that we talk talk about it, I wanna say at least once every two to three months as to what a quarterly anthology book would look like. The question right now is in light of COVID, in light of where we're at, um, one, what would the sales be? You have to look at the sales history first and foremost. Anthology books traditionally are very hit and miss in terms of in terms of how well they do. So it's got to be a question of what greater purpose it's going to serve for the publishing line and how we want to integrate those stories further down because we don't want to just do a story for the sake of doing it. Um, so what it would look like, when it could look like, I don't think you could see it before 2022 at this point. Um, it is absolutely a thing that gets discussed. Again, I would say once every other month, the format of it would be really the biggest nut to crack. The budget on it, the PL for it is, is the bigger challenge that we face there. Generally speaking, you need a very, very, very big name creative team to make an anthology work, and you need a higher price point than we like to put in our books generally, in order to try and make it work. Like you put that 999 price tag or an $899 price tag on an anthology book. And so that's a big bump from three ninety yeah.
0: nine. How uh, did annuals people, used
2: to do that? Uh, annuals did fine. They would sell about as well as, as the single issue that came before it. They wouldn't really go up. Um, sometimes they would even go down a little bit. So it, it would never give you the big sales boost that you maybe would think. What you could get out of it is it would be a way sometimes of double dipping um, to test if you can get two issues of bloodshot in one month or test if you can get two issues of XO in one month. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with zero issues Uh, is, you know, from a sales perspective, it's a way that you can test the water there to see how fervent that demand is. Um, But annuals, annuals would do, they would do okay. They would do solid, but they would never blow the the roof off the place. You know what I mean? So it's tricky. Yeah.
1: So a question that we just got in the chat um, is, Everybody knows. Everybody in the Valley fan community knows J Rob. um, J Rob, big fan of his.
0: Um, He makes
1: a lot of custom action figures, and he's asking action figures in general. Is I know they've been talked about in the past here and there. Nothing concrete. Is there anything that um, that you can tell us about the possibility of action figures? Because I know. Like when that bloodshot one from the movie came out, I was ridiculously excited. So exciting. Three of them. (laughs) I bought two of
2: them. They're sitting in my bedroom right now in a, in a, on my, on one of my coolest shelves. Um, how can I answer this question? Um, I would love to say more about action figures, but man, to, to sneak it out of there ahead of time, you'd have to be a ninja on which one could come first. So um, I think that keep the faith, you know, keep your throwing stores handy and throw them at me by the end of the year if I say nothing else. Um, but I'm hoping that we can give you a bit of an update on uh, on action figures uh, within Q2, Q3 of the year. So we'll see. So stay tuned.
1: Nice. Well, it sounds like at least there's – Reason to expect a possible announcement in the future, even if nothing specific can be said now.
2: Not yet, not yet. And uh, it's it's one of those things we we've been talking to a lot of people. We think we found a great home for them. It's just a question of making sure the deal is good to go. Uh, what the designs are going to look like, which characters you can you know really stealthily get on the board first, and just you know make sure that they have the best impact possible. And so stay tuned. I'm more hopeful now about action figures than I think I've ever been. So uh, I will will give you that good faith. I just can't give you anything absolutely, you know, definitive here. If you might as well just like put a purple sash around my head and point to a calendar date and and that's the (laughs) most accurate I can give you. However you slice it. (laughs) I mean, basically, yeah. 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 Another question that came up in
3: our chat was uh, someone had asked about Dan Abnett because we were all such big fans of Rye. We've all loved Fallen World. Amazing. is Is there a future of him being with the company?
2: There is always a future for Rye, and Dan is always welcome here any and every time. We love Dan. Dan's a joy to work with. He's amazing with the fans. He tells great stories. He had an amazing handle on the future of the universe. Uh, I've seen, you know, the story that would come next. And again, it's just a question
1: of when and how we get it on the board.
3: Okay.
2: Score.
1: Yeah. I, I would love to see more Dan Abnett in the Valley universe. Just I,
2: I can't wait until we do
1: so. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Um, just super pumped up for everything. That's kind of like everything that's there. I think that's probably the hard thing is getting two books but anticipating the other, you know what I mean? The anticipation with only two, right? And that's probably more of the frustration is we know we've seen pictures of the final witness and it's that anticipation. We've read four issues. There's an Azcan the final
3: witness. Ooh. Is there? Yeah. Are you sure? I have one. Do you have one? I do Uh-oh. have one. Do you? I'm going to have to talk to Danny
2: about this. I don't know how you got <laughs> one.
3: I got one off eBay.
2: I don't know what you're talking about now. <laughs> that, that, crazy that's Crazy talk. Yeah. A <laughs> book but, does not exist. I don't know what you mean. It's not that I have five of them over here to my left. I don't know
1: ooh. ooh, it would be a shame if one of those showed up in my mailbox.
2: I would not be disappointed. Oh, it's okay. I mean, here's the thing: Would you rather that, or am I going to have to take an axe to it? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I want like it's my my, my ninja katana sword. That's what I want. <laughs>
2: so close so Gosh. close for ninja K I can't even tell you oh, we were looking we were looking at doing swords for Rye and particularly uh, for 4001 ad when that series was happening that became the time capsule though but um, but no I had plans for a valiant Arsenal uh, back in like 2015 2016 that was my hair brand idea. Do a weapon associated with every single number one we had coming up. I want to do like a bolt, like a a, a, bloodshot 50 cal. You have no idea how close that came to being researched. Uh. That would be a 50 cal bloodshot? Yes. I don't think it was 50 cal, but I'm not going to lie and say that the idea of engraved bullets was not something on the table during one of our many 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 discussions so that would be
3: sweet that (laughs) that was before
2: but that was we were talking about that as early as salvation and even usa we were talking Uh, about it
1: so yeah you have one of those eternal warrior axes i am so jealous
2: are you kidding me i got it made
1: (laughs) that's true
2: i I found the vendor i uh, found the engraver I carried a lot of them to there. I had to get them on the subway. I carried them in cabs. I carried them in <laughs> Ubers. I was responsible for getting the first couple dozen out the door. Like that is that is my blood and sweat and tears. I'm not joking about. How many tears.
0: people moved their seat in the subway when they saw you with like? <laughs> just just a collection of. Acids is this all of them?
2: Um, <laughs> New York. No one moved. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what they did. They just crowd it and go, you know, they don't care. They've seen crazier stuff on the subway. Um, <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Also, I had to hold the box so that you have the blank side showing so that the cops don't stop you when you pass the security. <laughs> Otherwise, nice. they go, why are you carrying a weapon? That's <laughs> <laughs> <so. laughs> That's
0: awesome. You know, and, and you mentioned some ideas for Bloodshot and what's coming for him. Um,
2: you know, Can you a, guys be down for some dog tags? That's my question. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Hundred percent. Yeah. Danny's watching. We're gonna have a conversation.
0: Uh, <laughs> and then I would like some literal dog tags to go on my dog for his
2: dog tag.
3: <laughs> could we do? Oh my God. Can we have. do?
2: Can we do a blood a bloodhound like collar? Yeah. yeah. That would oh, be cool. Bloodhound Yes, just, cat stuff. More, more, more cat stuff.
3: stuff.
2: Yeah. I, look, my my fluffy Tyrant is in the other room. She's been surprisingly quiet. Usually, she joins me on these interviews. We well, yeah. um, always cat. Yep. The the cat's always there. She's she's the star of the show. Um, <laughs> but so I feel you on that. I want to get some kind of like a catnip toy at some point. What valiant character has a cat? That's the real question. Like who? Which valiant character got their pet? Cat. Come on, she's Faith a Faith would have a cat. Yeah. Faith would have a cat.
0: Or, or Gamma. Go
2: back in, back in time with Gamma. That would be cool. You know who I think secretly has a cat? Capshaw. I think Capshaw actually has a cat.
1: Capshaw totally seems like she would have a cat. Right? 100%. She could be a cat person. I am, totally I am so person. with you on her being a cat person. Completely.
2: I think, I think you know, hashtag Catshaw.
0: That's what oh, it's going to be. <laughs> I could have a black one. I could totally see her sporting oh, a black yeah.
3: cat. Or at oh, least man. a
0: feral black cat, and it just goes with her. Right, because it's kind of she's a feral
2: too. So yeah. honestly, I feel like I feel like Punk Mambo's got like a German Shepherd, just like a super smart dog that is unbelievably loyal and will also tear anybody's throat out that comes near her the wrong way. I feel like she could, she would t- command that dog. Beautiful. she's probably the best dog trainer of anyone in the Valiant universe. Yeah. I would argue. <laughs> I'd love it to be like some ugly
0: mutt that you wouldn't expect anything from.
2: Oh, you know, and she from- was, I mean, the dog at the beginning of the first Punk Mambo series. So yeah. she does have that loyalty. Yep.
0: Yep. Oh, and there's some exciting things coming soon. Um, I think I want to. I want to hit a button and and uh, kind of you know share to the world something for the first time ever. What do you guys think?
1: Ooh. What do you guys think?
0: Anybody else want to see something? I, want I all want
1: to see some things.
0: I want to see something. I just you want to see it. Some-
2: Let's see it. All right. I'm not going to look Oop. until you tell me. Boom. There you oh, go. Oh, look at that. Oh. So, This is an exclusive panel. This has not been revealed anywhere else. You guys are the first. This is from Bloodshot11. It's coming out at the end of the month. Uh, That is Bloodshot, getting it on with one of the baddies from there. Uh, If you think that's something, you ain't seen nothing yet. Pedro Andreo is absolutely demolishing the series. His artwork has been incredible. A guy we found through one of our portfolio reviews um so oh, really? when people ask is that thing legit we literally found our current bloodshot artist through them. So yeah. Pedro that's is amazing. just a joy and a half and he is having so much fun and just taking every opportunity to create awesomeness on every page. So there you go. I will not tell you where in the issue that comes in, but it's quite badass. I would even argue that's not even the most badass panel on that page.
1: So get ready. I I totally believe it as much as I'm like that. That image just – it screams bloodshot to me. It's so badass and just violent and perfectly – like there's there's a gun. There's blood splattering all over the place. It's there's a gun shooting through cell. the
0: hand. I see that now. Yep. Gun oh, shooting yeah. through the hand. Yeah, that's – and then you see it shooting through the right arm a little bit up in the yes, forearm. Yes, you do. Yep. Okay. Yep. As I look in it, I see a little bit more every time I look a little more into it um i was wondering that that you know on his uh left arm why that blood's right there but i see the bullet hole now Mm -hmm. where it's coming out yeah Mm -hmm. phenomenal good
2: stuff i cannot wait for you guys to see that book and to see the big bad in there absolutely just demolishing bloodshot and putting him through the ringer it's gonna be
1: great that's really exciting um bloodshot has been so good um the writing on it has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, there have been um, a few different artists who have all done amazing, in my opinion. Um, I was really concerned. Like, um, I loved uh, that first um, few issues with Brett Booth doing the art. I was worried that when it switched to a different artist that it wouldn't be as good. But yeah, it is. It's still just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, every artist that's been on there, because there have been a few. Um, Pedro yeah.
2: Andreo, that is his name. Don't wear it out, I promise. No, but I mean, you look at it too and, and I know we got to wrap up shortly, but it's like, you got Savage number one on the way, February 17th, our first number one issue in 11 months. Um, Finally. Nate, Nate, I know, I'm telling you, Nate, Nate Stockman's artwork on there is absolutely incendiary. It is so, it vibrates off the page. I cannot wait for you guys to see what's in store for that character. The amount of bloodshed in that book um, is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Shadow Shadowman on the heels to follow with that in April. You guys have already seen a good chunk of that book. Um, you know what's in store even more so than the casual fan does who's who's watching this. So we're so excited. It's finally all coming to fruition. We're so ready for this. And we're really excited for the fans uh, to have these number ones that you guys have been clamoring for that we've been we're finally at the point where it's time. So gear up, get Valiant, get Savage, get Shadow Man. And, you know, it's going to be a great year. So I think awesome. I
0: heard get Valiant and stay Valiant. I think yeah. we talked about that. I,
2: I didn't want to take the stay Valiant line. I wanted you to say it.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I just want to say thank you, Matthew, for coming on, for chatting with us, for being as open as you can be and uh you know giving us answers to all of our ridiculous questions (laughs) i will i say this to you
2: every time and i mean it more every 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 time any episode you want me on i don't care how last minute if i have to move whatever dead side in earth i will do it so i love being on here you guys are great it's a wonderful opportunity i love being able to take the fans questions um and if you don't like the answers let me know about it that's okay if there's anything we missed, follow up with me. We can always do this again. And next time, Hoosier, you will have your U.S. title belts. That's and right. We just gotta we gotta figure out what titles to get Josh and Eric here so that we can have all four of us have a championship in the frame. So, uh-huh. my, my <laughs> right. is, who
0: gets the <laughs> Diva belt? I don't know. Oh,
3: it's <laughs> the guy right there, man. <laughs> like, Eric's like I I win. <laughs> oh yeah, Diva. I was gonna say, I'm I a total take, I, would, I would just take the twenty-four-seven. I'm up like all night with kids anyway. There
2: you go.
0: <laughs> and can I show, show everybody something that I, I kind of made and screwed around with, real quick? Everybody okay with that? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Pumped up for it. I'm pumped up for it. A little shadow man action. Yeah, who's your
2: Scorsese? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just beautiful art, and I just put crap in front of it and polished it up.
2: It's (laughs) stunning artwork. I I love that cover A image. I really do with him standing over Jack like that. It's so creepy. (laughs) beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful stuff. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. We're excited.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate everybody again, Matt. There, uh, Matthew. Thank you for jumping on. Everybody on the chat, you guys all rock. You I appreciate you guys a lot, and uh, it's 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 been a it's been a blast. It's been fun. So like, subscribe, share, hit us on Twitter, hit us on Facebook. If you guys have more questions, we can uh, share that message or get it back. And uh, just appreciate your guys' accessibility, Matthew. Thank you guys.
2: Always and forever. I love being on this. You guys are the heartbeat. You guys are what keep us going. We are here for you. And, you know, we so appreciate it. Congratulations on this being episode 184. Is that correct?
3: The big yep. 184.
2: Big. I mean, I can't wait to come back for 200. Let's do this. Oh, That's let's do that.
3: Let's make that a thing that happens.
1: Let's yeah. m- absolutely make that happen.
3: A- and shout well,
0: out to, to Greg for getting us organizing this for us. So appreciate that, yeah. Greg. And Danny for hanging out and in the chat. Danny, yeah. We always appreciate her. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah.
3: We appreciate everyone. Okay. Go get value Mutual Mutual Appreciation Society.